am so excited to tell you guys this story because this is really the story that really changed my life lately. The one that really had the biggest significant change ever in the way my life is played today is this right here. When I decided to make Hyper 5, which is a video comparison between the five most expensive and fastest cars on earth. It was a Pagani Wire, a P1, a 918, a Bugatti Veyron Super Sport, and obviously a LaFerrari. So let me tell you exactly where this whole thing came about and why I'm telling you the story. So number one, this whole thing came about when I was able to afford to purchase my Pagani Wire and at the same time my 918. I remember being really excited when I ordered the cars and waiting on them. And every night, you know, when you're buying a car, you always gotta get on YouTube and look at Shmi, whatever he's doing with the fucking car so you learn how to use it and whatnot than any other guy that's touched the car because you just want to get all of the information that you're going to forget and then you're going to need later on again <laughs> on the car. So I'm watching all these videos and then all of a sudden I go, man, I wonder if there's like a Courage GT Enzo SLR race that Top Gear did. So I started looking and there's nothing and there was no one that ever did that. And I was like, this is interesting. I feel like I've been watching Top Gear for a very long time and they should have these fucking things ready. And then I keep looking and looking and there's nothing. So I go, man, I think it would be a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea to uh, make a comparison like that. And I think I know the best guy for it, Chris Harris. And I'm gonna tell you why Chris Harris. Because at that time I didn't have my YouTube channel. Yes, I had opened a YouTube channel in 2010 or 2008, I can't remember. And I made videos about phones, but man, Come on, let's face it. I didn't show my face in those. People heard my voice. And even then, they fucking destroyed me. I was like, there's no way this is going to work. I'm not going to put myself on camera. I'm just going to hire someone that knows what he's doing, who's charming, who's great. And he's done this a million times. So I'm going to call Chris. But I'm not going to do it right now. I'm going to do it when my car comes here. So I just waited, waited, waited. And I started meeting more and more people because of uh, uh, Instagram. My Instagram started to blow up. And more and more people wanted to reach out. And they were like, dude, I saw that you got a Pagani. We should get together. I have a Pagani. I have a 918, I have a LaFerrari. So I started meeting all these people and owners and out of nowhere I remember thinking, man, I know enough people to put that video together and then do something even crazier. Like I can do the Holy Trinity plus two. I can use my Waira and I can probably get a Bugatti. And my plan was, I'm just gonna get a regular Bugatti, but I know people that have these cars. I can fucking do this. I can make a car video so badass that people will always remember it because I'm a field producer, I can do this. So what I did was, I'm gonna reach out to Chris Harris, but I'm gonna do a fallback plan. I opened my YouTube channel to share my love with cars and whatnot, but really I wanted to see if people could stomach me. I really wanted to see if these people that are watching me right now were gonna be like, all right, I can bear with you Alejandro, cause you know, you're Mexican, you're speaking English, it's disgusting here in this country. So I don't know if I'm willing to do that right now. So I'm not entirely sure if that's gonna work right now, but it worked. I opened my YouTube channel and I remember opening my YouTube channel with a, uh, a video of the Challenger. I had a Hellcat that I bought a white one and that blew, video blew up. And it became a thing, like I would meet my friends somewhere and this is when you know shit starts to work. When your own friends tell you, man, I love what you did. I bought what you made. Like that's when you start seeing that really works because 100% of the time, strangers will support you before your real friends. And that's just how the world works and it's fine. You'll get used to it at some point if you haven't gotten used to it <laughs> right now. So I made my Challenger video and I was like, huh, that was great. And then I put a comparison between my S65 and my Challenger and then it blew up. And I was like, huh, this is going great. All right, at least I have that plan B myself. 
So as I'm putting this video together, I'm reaching out to all my friends and I finally got the last card. The last card that was gonna be the hardest card to get in this competition was gonna be a LaFerrari. So a friend of mine goes, dude, I'll give you my LaFerrari if you need it. And I was like, that is awesome, mind you. Later on, he changed his fucking mind and I knew he was gonna do that. But just having those cars all ready together, that was enough for me to go. As a film producer, once you have everything together, you wanna run. You don't wanna wait for anybody to change their mind for any second thoughts, nothing. You wanna go immediately. So I announced on, on Instagram, which was a huge mistake, and I go, listen, Ferrari, we already got a LaFerrari, we already got this, we already got that. And this is our final chance to give all of you car makers an opening to come into the competition and participate, but we gotta see what you're doing so that it's a fair one. So that we don't fuck up and you guys can't go back and go, oh, he cheated. He didn't put the car in whatever fucking mode. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that we were gonna fucking kick ass. And this is where the story starts to get fucking twisted. I do that and I get a message from one of my friends from England and he goes, bro, my friend, uh, um, he's very interested in meeting you for the video that you're doing. I'm like, who? And he sends me his Instagram profile and it's like this guy that has a lot of money, like a fuckload of money, like the most ridiculous cars you've ever seen, like insane. He's got an awesome fucking collection. And I go, oh my God. There's gonna be even more cars in this fucking video. I'm like, let's meet with them, let's meet with them. So I go to this fucking meeting, I'm all excited. I showed up in my GT3, because it was in Santa Monica, so we go to Santa Monica, get out of my car, close the door. I'm like, these motherfuckers don't even know what's about to happen. History's about to be made in this hotel. Get the fuck out of here, so I'm walking in. I see my friend and I see the guy that he's with and immediately my friend comes over and makes like a weird face and then the other guy gets ahead of him, says hi to me and gets on my face and goes, it's interesting to meet you. We need to talk about the idea that you stole from me. And I go, I look at my friend, my friend goes, I'm like, what? Okay, listen, I'm a man and I'm someone who legitimately is proud of his ability to get out of trouble and to see trouble ahead and be able to work around that trouble. That's my job. My job is to put out fires and make all the shit gone wrong go well. That's my job and I think all of us as humans should do that. But anyways, I'm not scared of fucking sitting with the guy who just told me that I stole his idea and I have no fucking idea what the fuck he's talking about at all. So we sit down and immediately power move. Listen bro, no, you're a film producer and it's super cool. Yeah, you're the youngest Pagani owner and that's dope that bought it for himself. That's dope. But uh, you're stealing my show idea with the Hyper 5. It's really hard to tell someone how something works when they think they know and they have the money and it doesn't work like that. So I go, listen, an idea is nothing unless you go and make it or you have a trademark or you have a copyright on it and, and it's public. You can't do this. And he goes, no, 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 bro. I'm friends with, and then he names every guy at every studio, right? And he goes, those guys are gonna help me make this video. That's when I realized, this is a guy that likes to talk. This is not someone who really knows what he's saying. This is someone who knows people and therefore thinks he knows what he's saying. So I go, okay, so these guys that, the head of studios, mind you, people that are making $8 million a year just sitting on their ass by not changing anything about the business model that they've done, Hollywood, hashtag Hollywood, hashtag we don't change, hashtag sequel, hashtag prequel, right? That's Hollywood. And this guy is telling me that those guys are gonna get out of their own way and go make this video for this guy for free because he would have had to pay like half a million dollars for a producer to go make it, but for free. These guys were gonna make it. At that point, I knew he was lying. So then I asked him, and how did you copyright the script? And he goes, oh, I did it with my lawyers. If you don't know how to copyright a script and you can't tell me the fucking basic, I was like, all right, this guy's full of shit. But listen, I'm not looking for an enemy. The guy has money, right? So 
I'm someone that knows how to use the circumstance. And I, I said, listen, man, we're not fighting here for number one. I hope that you make your video. I hope that you can make anything else. That's great. But if you want to join forces, and I'm telling you, I have this one put together, let's join forces. Let's do it together. And he goes, let's fucking do it. He starts telling me all these stories about how fucking connected he is and how he's going to change my life and leaves. So we, we said, I'm going to email you all of the ideas and everything. So I started emailing him all of these fucking ideas that I had. And his replies were always fucking stupid. Like, cool, but, you know, I'm going to need you to shoot a, a like an ice cream cone, whatever. I was like, what? Like, this guy does have money. He probably knows those people that he said, but there's no way he's that stupid. So I said, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just being too uh, cold. I'm just going to get, like, I, I can't remember if I was too cold or too short or what. And I just adapted it on the email, like on the next one, where I said, listen, I need to know what your position is here because I've already wasted four months of my life and I haven't gotten anything done. I've never done that in my life. Like, I got the cars. Let's go. And he just keeps stalling and stalling and then comes next August. It's already been too fucking long. And I realized, dude, you're being played by this fucking idiot who's pretending that he knows what he's saying so that you don't do the shit that you're supposed to do, you dumbass. And I go, oh my God, I felt like such a rookie. I felt like such a fucking idiot, damn it. Because that's happened to me a million times. And I was like, okay, now that this is happening, it's not a big deal. I'm just going to move on and make the show on my own. Like, I don't need his fucking money. Like, I have it. That was a plan from day one. So I said, you know what? I'm going to move forward. So I made another post telling everybody that I was doing this. And he immediately blocked me from Instagram. Like, blocked me. And then he started telling people that I was whatever. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? And that's the real reason why it took me so long to make it. I could have made Hyper 5 easily, easily eight months to seven months before, like completely delivered and put on YouTube. But I couldn't because this guy just fucking wasted all my time. They're like, no more of that. I'm just going to hang out with people that are not going to waste my time. And I'm just going to do this right. So I call all my friends again and I start putting the show again together. And bam, 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 calls, get the cars, get this, get that. And as you're rolling, I call my insurance company. I'm like, guys, we need to insure the, the show. And the insurance company goes, we've never had to insure sure a shoot where the value of a car is three million dollars and you're going to put five of those on a racetrack like what are you talking about how how many days are you going to do this for and i'm like just one day because I, I shot the whole thing in eight hours by the way eight hours and i had like breaks so literally four hours and uh, we had a huge crew thank god ivan was there love you ivan thank you so finally the insurance company goes you know what i'm going to call you back we're going to put our numbers together so two days later the insurance company calls me and they go listen it's going to be a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to insure everything and i go i'm, I'm I'm sorry, uh, maybe maybe you said something in pesos and I heard, I heard that in dollars. Can you please repeat that? And the guy goes, yes, uh, we're gonna charge you $150,000 to insure this, but you cannot put the cars at the same time on the racetrack. You cannot race them, you cannot do this. And I go, oh my fucking God, what do I do? I grabbed regular production insurance. I took a fucking massive bet on myself because I said all of the cars that I have are from people that I know, except one, and then the LaFerrari became another one. But I know those people. And if I break their car, I'm gonna have to buy them another one, period. So that within itself was like, oof, should I really keep going? And then at the same time, I had a friend of mine that calls me and goes, bro, I saw that you're putting together your, your, your video with the LaFerrari and all that stuff. If I come over, will you let me watch it? And I'm like, dude, of course. And he goes, how about this? What if I give you my car for it? And I'm like, what car? And he goes, I'll send you my Bugatti Supersport, black one. And I'm like, for this? 
I was just trying to get a regular Bugatti, by the way, from anyone else. And he goes, yeah, dude, for this. I'm like, are you sure? He goes, dude, do you want the fucking car or not? I'm about to ship it to you. And I'm like, yeah, he's shipping the car. Let me have it for a week before. Just like, go have fun with the car. Enjoy it. I was like, this is fucking incredible. And by that time, I already had the car. I was like, there's no fucking turning this around. I booked everything and I put the whole fucking show together. It needs P1, LaFerrari, 918, Waira and Bugatti Supersport. So much money on the track and it's the first time it's ever been done and the only time anyone ever did it like that. And it's shooting time, it's fucking time to go. We get through all of the hurdles, we start shooting the video and immediately, just car by car, let me tell you, the Bugatti surprised me because the Bugatti was so normal outside of the track. It felt like a regular Bentley, if you will. And then you get on the track and floor it in my fucking gut. And the brakes are insane too. Now the car weighs a lot and can't do many laps, but that was incredible. The wire really blew my mind because the feedback from the steering on the corners and the air, you could feel, but I had no gauge of what's going on. Normally when you get in a fast car, you feel like you're going super fast and you're going super slow. And sometimes you think you're going super slow and you're going super fast. So I got in the wire and I was like, fuck, this is gonna be awesome. Woo, driving it, you hear the turbos on the track. The brakes are fucking wonderful on the track. And you're like, wow. This car might actually win. Then you're getting to the LaFerrari. And the LaFerrari just feels out of control. Fucking fuck you. Power through those rear wheels and an incredible sound. I was like, man, this shit's gonna be awful. I had a 918 so that I knew what the 918 was gonna do and I wasn't so sure the 918 was gonna beat that LaFerrari. And then I got him the P1 and I was like, oh my God. You've never, you've never felt acceleration like that in your fucking life. You've never felt cornering like that in your life. You've never heard turbos like that. And you've never heard the noise that the car made as a whole and the looks. Oh, it was disgusting. It was so beautiful. Again, we have eight hours from the moment we showed up and we need to shoot this whole video, shoot all of the beauty shots for the cars. We need to put them all on the track. We need to do drag races. We need to take pictures. All of that in eight fucking hours and, and we already spent the money. So let's fucking go. Start shooting the video, whatnot. We finish everything. Uh, we start shooting the video, comes like, you know, we had some delays, some stupid stuff, and, and, and some other people were going into the track, so they kept us out sometime, but we were able to finish everything. And when we finished everything, I had no time to realize that we had done it, because immediately I realized, my God, I'm gonna send the cars right back everywhere where they're supposed to go, and I'm not gonna have that bay run. So I'm gonna make a video real quick with the bay runs. I made this fucking video with the bay run real quick. I got in there with Rodrigo, and I tell my friend Rodrigo, who by the way, Rodrigo has nothing to do in film or anything like that. And I'm like, do you mind just getting in there with the camera and filming me and he goes yeah so I got into the bay run and I told people how expensive it was to maintain your Bugatti bay run and that video blew the fuck up that was my car video the first car video that I ever did that blew up at the level that he did and that happened overnight so I shot that video in two seconds without putting any importance because I had already done the big one hyperfive that was gonna be the one we finished doing the video on the on the on the bay run close the door I get out, I call my wife and I'm like, I finished, like I'm done. And I just start fucking bawling on the phone. I'm like, I did it, man. None of the cars fucking blew up. I don't know, people, $3 million. And she's like, cool, congratulations. I was like, yeah, thank you, this is gonna be awesome. So then we go into the editing phase. And that's when fucking Chris Harris announces that he's doing his own and that he's gonna fucking release it. And I go, oh my God. I'm sorry, Chris, but I need to beat your ass right now. Not in that way, but I need to beat your ass to the release. I need to put mine out first, because yours is gonna be fucking epic. I'm sorry, I need, it. I need to do something right now. So I fucking did everything I could, released it in three parts, and the first night, the, the first part that I released, I remember it being ready and being like, ah, fuck it, it's nighttime. I put it out. The next morning, I woke up, 
I've never in my life gotten more text messages. I've never in my life gotten more emails. I've never in my life gotten so many missed calls from all around the world saying, what in the fuck did I just watch Alejandro? What's this? How can you do that? And I was like, guys, I'm a film producer. You're all my friends. How did you not know that I could do this? And they're all, man, that really blew me away. That was incredible. And from there, people started to see me on the street and I wasn't the asshole from YouTube anymore. I was like the, oh my God, the guy who made that video. And I was like, this is unreal. And so many huge doors started to open for me for that video. And you know what that taught me? Never fucking give up. Never waste your time. Even when you're seeing someone else doing it and you think you can do better than them, fucking go out there and fucking get it done. You know why? Because in the end, that video is what made me who I am today for the most part. And I love that. I absolutely love that. That video completely changed my life. And I can't say thank you to all of you who watched it and all of you who shared it. So yeah, that's my story with Hyper 5. That's how uh, uh, I was able to put the craziest fucking car comparison in the history of the world. And all I had to do was just spend the, uh, what? Two and a half, $2.7 million in two cars that were super impressive and get other people to do it. Ha! Piece of fucking cake, as you can tell. Anyways, guys, that's that's my story with Hyper 5. Do you have any moment, any critical moment in your life that you can say, this is the moment that changed my life? And if so, please let me know which one it is. I'm always dying to know more and to hear more about you guys. So please let me know in the comments down below. My name is Alejandro, fucking Hyper Alejandro, if you want to call me that. <laughs> Probably not, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Anyways guys, thank you very much for watching. Hope you're well, take care and see you later.